The Bible says to encourage one another and build one another up. That is why this podcast exists. Welcome to Real Life with Lynn, where you will find stories about applying scripture to life, whether it's over something big, small, or something in the gray area. I hope you will join me on the journey, find some encouragement in Jesus, and share it with someone you know. Let's be honest. We have all experienced at least one moment in our lives where we go home and we cry and we wonder, what do I do now? Welcome to episode 12 of Real Life with Lynn. I hope you stick around today to hear a little more about a piece of my own journey and what God has taught me since. Early on in my Christian walk, God called me to live a life of ministry. I had no idea what form that would take as I got older and got to be an adult and in college and out of college. But to my parents' disappointment, it led to me moving over 900 miles away. (laughs) I grew up in Louisiana. I ended up moving to Ohio not long after I graduated college. And that in and of itself was a huge transition. But I knew God called me there for some reason. I had no idea the reason, but I knew that is where God wanted me to be. While there, I worked for a nonprofit food pantry as an intern. And being an intern means you do everything that you're asked, (laughs) whatever that may be. And I did all kinds of things. I worked a lot. And while I was doing that, I was pursuing a master's degree. This master's degree required so much of my time. It consumed me. Work consumed me. So I had a two-year period of my life where pretty much all I did was nonprofit ministry and a master's degree through a Bible college. So I was being soaked in thinking about nonprofit leadership, looking to scripture, digging into it. I was being soaked in God's word, soaked in thinking about theology and doctrine and soaked in practical application of all of that for two years straight. And when I finished all my classes and needed to get ready to write my final thesis, I hit a wall. And I told my advisor that I did not think I could finish my degree program because I didn't know what to write. After a little bit of counseling and sitting back and thinking about it, I realized what had happened is I had hit this place called burnout. If any of you have experienced burnout, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I hit this place where I had just gotten so hard on myself. I had no energy to really get out of bed to do the things I knew God wanted me to do. My heart, my mind was ready, but my body was not willing. (laughs) I was so tired. I was sleeping more often. I was, dare I say it, feeling a little depressed and lost and uncertain. I knew God called me here. I knew this is what God wanted me to do. And yet when it came time to do the final thesis after finishing all of this hard work, I stumbled and I struggled and I did not know what to do. So I went to my apartment and I sat in my bed and I covered myself with my comforter and I cried and I wept and I said, God, what do I do now. Being young in my early 20s and my parents being far away, family being far away, few friends I had in Cincinnati, God is where I went with my trouble. And as I cried out to him in prayer and I begged him for an answer and for help, 
there was no real audible answer. <laughs> That's what's interesting. There was no direct answer. All I knew is I needed a break. I took a year off in between finishing classes and writing a final thesis. Now, some people that know me don't really know that. And I don't talk about this year period much because this year period was actually quite difficult for me. I tend to be an overachiever at work and school. And if you know me well enough, you completely understand being a student comes naturally to me. God has put that in me as part of my makeup. And when I hit this wall of not being able to finish something I started, I got a little depressed. I got really hard on myself. And I spent a lot of time sulking. And yes, I sulked in prayer, but I sulked nonetheless. And I did not understand. And I was frustrated with God. I was frustrated with myself. I was frustrated with school. I did not know what to do. What do I do when I don't know what to do? Well, as a Christian that has chronically struggled with depression on and off in my adult life, I turned to the one book of the Bible that speaks volumes to me in any season. And that is the book of Psalms. I spent a lot of time resonating with the side of David in the Bible. That's like, smite my enemies. I can't stand this. God, why don't you answer me? God has reminded me of something this week that I needed reminded of back then and that I really believe we all need to be reminded of. And that is to just be still. As crazy as it sounds, we got to remember to give ourselves a break sometimes. If we spend all of our time soaked in work and soaked in school and soaked in our cell phones and soaked in social media and soaked in the doing, as human beings, we forget that God has so much for us outside of the task and that each task we're doing is actually accomplishing this bigger purpose that God has called us to. I know for me this week, I needed that reminder and I needed that reminder a few years ago when I hit this wall of burnout and six months into a year of healing and coming back from that, God reminded me of Psalms chapter three. Chapter three is not a very long chapter. It's a shorter one. It's only eight verses long. But within this chapter, David is writing and he puts in some specific, he puts in a specific word that we have a tough time understanding and that biblical scholars debate all the time. It's this word word called Sila. Now, it's found in more than just chapter three. It's found throughout this book. But in the English Bible, we translate it as its own paragraph. Now, some versions actually translate the word Sila into interlude. Typically, how we interpret and think of this, David writes, writes a couple verses and he's writing these things. And then he writes in this interlude, this pause, because he's, he needs to stop. He needs to pause he needs to reflect on what he's written. He needs to reflect on his God. He needs to reflect on his circumstances. He needs to just chill. <laughs> Don't you need that right now? With, with the pace the world moves at, we sometimes just need to give ourselves a break. And David in Psalm chapter three gives us a wonderful example of the discipline of a break. So I want to take a minute just to read some of this to you and make note of something that I need to remind it of this week. And I hope it encourages you. Psalm chapter three, I'm going to read verse one. I'm just going to read the first four verses to give you a picture of what this is like. Oh Lord, I have so many enemies. Many are against me. Many are saying God will never rescue him. Selah. 
But you, O Lord, are a shield around me. You are my glory, the one who holds my head high. I cried out to the Lord and he answered me from his holy mountain. Did you notice what happened? My question when I read this is not, why did David pause? My question is, what did God do in David's heart in the midst of that pause? When he's writing Selah or interlude, what is God doing? What is David doing? Is he singing and worshiping? Is he just reflecting on what God has done for him in the past? Is he taking a moment to just be silent before the Lord, realizing that simply pouring out complaints is not the only way to go about hearing from God? What is the pause like? What is that reflective time like for David? The Bible doesn't really tell us, right? We don't have a straight answer from David of what that interlude looks like for him. But knowing who he was, being a musician, a good educated assumption might be that maybe he stopped to play the harp. In this instance, he's running for his life from his own son. His own son's trying to kill him when he's writing this. Maybe he's sitting out at the edge of a cave staring at the scenery, reminding himself that God is there. Who knows? But I know what this moment of pause when God gave me a year of a pause, I know what it looked like for me. The first half of it looked like angst. It looked like wrestling with God. But God, <laughs> but God reminded me once I got it past that, that moment of angst and concern and, and I was fighting him when I finished fighting. God reminded me of his call on my life ministry. That's all That's all God said to me. A revelation from the Lord, ministry, service. Continue doing the things I have called you to do. Once my heart was reminded of what God has called me to do with my life, I began the practice of the reflective moments, the practice of silence, the practice of music. Personally, I'm a slight musician myself. I wouldn't say I'm a full-on musician, but I'm a fairly average to moderate guitar player. I've always loved it, but I, I didn't really perform much. And here's why. The reason I don't perform much guitar is because for me, it is another way to remind myself of God. The music, playing an instrument, it helps me somehow. The last half of that year of reflection and meditation between the end of my classes and actually finishing playing more music, putting more scripture in front of me, putting more reminders of who God is in front of me. If you hear nothing else from this, hear this. I know what it's like to struggle with not understanding what God's doing. But more importantly, God knows. He hears, he sees, he understands. He's right there with you. Whether you believe he is or not, he's still there. <laughs> I've done this before because of my own personal struggles. God has seen me do this multiple times. I go home, I close the door, I change into my comfy sweatpants and a baggy shirt and I sit and I weep and I cry just to let it out. Sometimes you just got to let it out. God can handle it. God can handle your anger. God can handle your frustration. God can handle your depression and anxiety. God can handle anything you throw at him. And I say that with full confidence because I have thrown a lot of things at God and he is fully capable of loving me, of caring for me. And I speak proudly of that because uh, he, I know he will do it for you. If you're a Christian and you're listening, I know he's already done it for you. So today, the goal of this episode is simply to say, God is right there with you. 
if you're in the middle of a season that's really hard, because trust me, the past week or two hasn't been a picnic for me personally, but if you're in the middle of a season that is just unbearable for you right now, know that I'm praying for you. I don't, I may not even know your name, but I'm praying for you and God is right there. And I just encourage you to find these moments of interlude, to find these moments of Selah, to find these moments of pause and reflection, reminding yourself of who God is and see what God will do through you when you get to the other side of that moment. Because for David, he starts this Psalm crying out to God about his enemies and then after he takes a moment to pause and breathe, he comes out of that saying that the Lord is a shield. He's focused. He turns. He pivots his focus toward God. He reminds himself that God hears him, that God sees him, that even though God seems so far away and holy, God is really also, he's very present. Today, I encourage you to reach out to him, to stop, take a deep breath, And remember the goodness of God for you in the past, the goodness of God for you today, and the goodness of God that is to come. Thank you for listening. I truly hope you were able to find a nugget of encouragement or wisdom for your life today. I would love to hear what God is teaching you. You can connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, or the website. Don't forget, share what you learned today with someone you know. And also be encouraged. You're not alone on this crazy, curvy, and sometimes bumpy road I like to call real life.